You know what's funny about this podcast shit? What's up? Is that the hardest part is the fucking introduction. But it's like the hardest part about this podcast shit is not the episode. No. Because believe it or not, I we almost never cut. Or we almost never like be like, oh, cut this out. Like we only do that once or twice yeah. in, the, in the shit. Very but it's great. always the beginning. It's always getting the, off the right side. Yeah, and I always sit here for like a couple you minutes know, before I'm like, welcome to the Build Different Podcast. Yes. Yeah. You procrastinate your way up to it yeah. and rip it. I also, I also don't know where to look. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Built Different Podcast. Merry Christmas. Not yet, but we're getting there. Episode three of Gold Rush, and we're here. What is this, week 12? Week 12. Week 12. Week 12, is Week 12 has wrapped up of the National Football League, and we're getting closer to the playoffs, so let's set the agenda of today, why don't we? Yeah, let's take a look. So up first, uh, we're going to dive into the top takeaways from last week, uh, just as we always will. Then we're going to dive into a nice specialty segment. Uh, to, this week's special is going to be how to build a franchise. We're going to call our franchise builder segment, and this week we're starting off with quarterbacks. Key component, this is kind of the cog that makes everything else work. Uh, so we want to talk about some pretty specific subjects dealing with the quarterback. We'll take a look ahead uh, to next week's games, or which have kicked off as we start speaking with New England versus Buffalo. Your uh, favorite is, quarterback, Josh Allen. Oh, everybody's favorite <laughs> quarterback, Josh Allen. Uh, we will uh, look ahead to the draft order because uh, we're going to spend plenty of time talking playoffs the rest of the year. Uh, so we'll just kind of dive into the draft order a little bit today. I okay. uh, will break off Bill's block and Tom's intuition as always. End it with five and five and uh, at least one bonus bet from yes, here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's dig right in. So last week, another good week of the NFL. This has been a really good season, by the way. Very dramatic. Yeah. Very messy. Very messy. Very messy season, but very dramatic. I don't think there's a clear favor right now of no. one. I no. mean, a lot of people would say the Chiefs. Because I think sure, they look good. You always, I mean, the Chiefs is just a safe, safe bet. Yeah, but which it wasn't going into the season, right? right? Exactly. Right. So a lot of guys had Chiefs picked to finish last in their division, and that right. looks silly now. Exactly, exactly. But you know, it was built to be a competitive division, and that right. was supposed to kind of cannibalize itself. Yes. They were not supposed to be where they are right now. I think at the very least, Patrick Mahomes, if there was any doubt about this guy, I think yeah. finally that is, that's just completely done and gone. That's put to bed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, I mean, yeah, I guess that's the safe bet, but I think, if anything, I don't, I don't really have a for sure winner. Yeah, I don't think anybody yeah. does, and Vegas agrees with that. It's not very, uh, very heavy toward anyone right now. Bills and Chiefs in the AFC, a little lopsided compared to the rest, but... NFC is kind of wide open. I, I've got a couple teams that I like for yeah. for both, of course, and you know, I'll be pulling for the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear that. So I, just as I was going to say, I'm preparing for my letdown. I, I'm not shocked if I smell a first-round exit. It's going to be fun because uh, you know, you're a Dolphins fan. I'm an Eagles fan. We're probably going to have a, a pod, couple of sad podcast episodes yeah. where we're going to yeah. be Salty and miserable yeah. on set. Please cut out every time there's a tear. But <laughs> other than that, we'll, uh, we'll get through it, just as we always do. Yes. Uh, so to dive in, I, I want to talk about some 
really, really rock solid performances. And I've got three performances that were so good that I really think they gained my trust moving forward. I'm talking individual players here, uh, not so much just the teams that they're on, but these three players really gained my trust. And I want to start off with Christian Lawson. And this is a guy that I liked coming out of college. I liked his skill set. And during the the combine, his interviews and everything, he was really talked up to be a little bit more like a Debo build and offensive weapon rather than just a receiver. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have turned him into just a touchdown threat. Yeah. And I'm on board with it. This yeah. kid is turning out yeah. to be reliable, and he did it against the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles have let up three 100-yard receiving performances. And I'm not going to lie. Once, and I, I don't mean to cut you off, oh, but yeah. I, I was kind of excited to talk about this because I don't want to say I knew it was going to happen, but it was funny that the moment that Aaron Rodgers came off the field and Jordan Love walks on the field. And the only reason I know this is because I have a friend on Facebook that Jordan Love's in, his, I think, his fourth or fifth year as a NFL quarterback you wouldn't a lot of people wouldn't know that but he's actually talented he's actually really talented it just so happens he's Aaron Rodgers backup right um it's funny how and I figured it would happen but not a lot of people would that when Aaron Rodgers comes off the field and Jordan Love gets on the field everything felt like it changed for the Packers it was like a new energy and especially with Christian Watson for example it was like, I'm not saying he was a whole different player, sure, sure. but he looked a lot better. You know, I, I got to agree to an extent, but he's lit up the field with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, all year, for sure. Too. Not for all sure. year, it's really just been yeah. the last few weeks. Yeah. So the guy had no touchdowns through his first five plus weeks and then has scored every game since. Yeah. So he's very much in my circle of trust here uh, to... Yeah quote some other shows but really Christian Watson looks like the real deal and the stat that I was going to throw out there there's only been three times where the Eagles have let up 100 yards to a receiver all season it's Terry McLaurin Terry McLaurin and Christian Watson that's it so you know I think when you put yourself in company of a top-notch talent like Terry McLaurin and who really is one of the better Don't forget Terry McLaurin as well. Right, and Terry McLaurin. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. The company of these two, same guy. Uh, either way, I think Christian Watson's got what it takes to really perform yeah. at this level. And he's not the fastest guy. Yes. He's certainly not the shortest hands. But he's the route runner. Yeah. And if you look at guys like, I'm not trying to make huge comparisons here, but the top-notch route runners in this league and in the past, you look at guys like Terrell Owens and Marvin Harrison who weren't the fastest guys on the field but could really catch the damn ball when they yeah. needed to in the end zone. Yeah. And they are just absolute diamond cutters in terms of cut, running the routes. They're going to get open. They're going to get theirs. And, and in a receiver's league, as you've pointed out in both of the first two episodes that we've had, I mean, he's going to be Jordan Love's top target. And I think this is going to be a good one-two punch. And I'm going to talk about it later because I know I just completely skipped over Aaron Rodgers being in a Packers jersey ever again. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, I, I like Christian Watson. I like that was pretty much, I think, the first game I've watched. Well, the second because I've watched 
that one Aaron Rodgers. I, I just, I've been avoiding Aaron Rodgers all year. Um, me and Russell but, Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid that guy like yeah. the plague now. Uh, but before we get too far away from either of these things that we're kind of half bringing up here. First off, thank you to the NFL for flexing Russell Wilson out of a primetime game. Everyone in America appreciates you. We get Dolphins Chargers instead. You know Much what? better matchup. I want to get this out of the way. Um, before we go to some positives, I want to get this out of the way. I don't want to put a gloomy cloud over the podcast any later than it has to be. I was I was joking on our I think our first episode was it or was it last week? It was our first episode. It doesn't matter what episode it was, but I was kind of joking when I said I wanted Russell Wilson to retire because I actually love Russell Wilson when he's at his best. He's a very amazing quarterback to watch, but now I think I actually really want him to retire because like that performance last week specifically. I thought it couldn't get any worse. And there it is. It's gotten worse. And now his teammates are publicly yelling at him on the field. What kind of leader is he now? He's not a leader at all anymore. I don't know what is going on. So to just dive a little deeper (laughs) into that particular scene, it's a lineman that's hitting him in the chest and yelling at each other. and All it was was motivation, right? It's, hey, we need you right now. Go get him. We need you to get out there. And he just didn't. Really bring this thing home. And Russell Wilson looks him dead in the eye and says, I've got you. And that's what happens. And he doesn't got him. And he lets <laughs> his team down just like he's yeah. letting the rest of America down that has to watch it. And it's just, it sucks. Because again, and I, I, I mentioned it in the past, the Broncos gave up their future for Russell Wilson. Which, again, you really can't blame Denver because it's Russell Wilson. It seemed like a good idea at the time. But and now that this is it, that's this is like that was the next five or six years yeah. of the Denver Broncos just down yeah. the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's like Russell Wilson almost doesn't care, right? Because I it wasn't even like a I got you that he gave it back to me. He's like a you know, I, I, I got you, man. Yeah, and then he didn't. He I didn't got you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rough uh, rough stuff from the Broncos, but yeah. I, I hope like, this is, I hope, I don't know. I, obviously he's not going to retire because what, he's on like some yeah. big contract or something like that? Right, right. But wishful thinking and just like the NFL took their hint, we'll take ours and not talk about Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's it. Moving forward. <sighs> uh, so on to a next uh, performance that really gained my trust and this is a guy that didn't necessarily lack my trust before, but he gained my trust in a way that makes me think he could actually carry this team maybe this season. But if not, just moving forward, uh, this guy broke out for his first 300-yard performance of his career, which for running back, that's absolutely bonkers. Josh Jacobs is a madman. And he was just a man amongst boys on the field last week. Unreal performance. And, you know, I don't know if we're going to see that from him again. But if you get half of that, you're winning games. I don't, I don't think we'll get necessarily that because that was a monumental performance. That, that, was, that was a performance you see like once a year. That kind of like once or twice a year if or that, once every couple of years. Yeah, from one running back, um, not, let alone the same running back. Josh Jacobs is nonetheless, though, he's a dog. Yeah. He's a demon. He, he rips it up. And I'm finally glad that this is how I felt when Derrick Henry finally got like his light when he started ripping it, ripping it apart. Yeah. And 
The Raiders, they're they're running off of so much like fumes, like they're running off of so yeah. much random like crackhead energy. Yeah. And that's it, that's a crazy way to explain it. But they're running off of just so much momentum and it's just great to see. And it's good that it's going into someone like Josh Jacobs to where he's ripping it up for 300 yards across the board. The Raiders having crackhead energy is absolutely accurate. It fits. It, it fits <laughs> super well. They're running on crack in Derek Carr's tears right now. And, yeah. and that's it. But it's all they need. That's all yeah. Josh Jacobs needed to cover it up last week. So Josh Jacobs, absolutely knockout performance. Uh, last one I've got, which I'll end up talking a little bit more about him pretty soon, is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so Trevor Lawrence, to me, in that last drive, particularly last week, showed me he has it. Yeah. And there aren't many guys in the league that have it right now. And I really think Trevor Lawrence took a huge step toward the rest of his career last week. I mean, I, I don't want to say it. I think, I think it's a match made in heaven. Uh, oh, I'll put, I'll put some effects there. I think it's a match made in heaven with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. Um, the reason why I say that is just because if, for me, when it comes to it factor, I feel like I would have seen the it factor in Trevor Lawrence even with Urban Mayer. Like, yeah, I get Urban Mayer, horrible bad sure. guy. Don't like that guy. I think that guy is a POS. We know what that means. Um, but I think like I would have been a, like for me. And again, I'm not a scout. I'm not, I'm not as knowledge in the NFL as many other people. So I could be wrong. Trevor Lawrence could come rip it apart week after week now after this. But for me, it's like, I feel like I, I should see that in some kind of performance way, shape or form in your first few games. But Nonetheless, I'm happy to see it. Like for the Jaguars, I think they really focused this offseason on building something because they realized they messed up really bad with the Urban Meyer thing um, because they, they could have easily just saw that and saw that they messed up and just tore it apart again. Yeah. But instead, they focused, you know, the Christian Kirk um, signing, that was a risk, but that yeah. was a focused signing. Yeah. And it's looking decent. It's looking better than decent like, like compared it's, to what I thought it was. Right. Like I thought I thought like wow, that was a that was a huge risk. What are they doing? This guy is not but, meant to be a number one guy. Yeah. But if they see it in him and they can run an offense through Christian Kirk, damn. Right. Great. And if and for what it's worth, like I said, and I said this similar to the Lions, they're checking off a lot of boxes that they needed to check this right. year. Like one of those boxes wasn't like if the one box that they're not going to check is make the playoffs. No, but that's no, no. a fine box not to check if you're checking off all the other boxes. Yeah, yeah. So, and by all means, they are one of the teams that they, still have their draft pick. So they, they can take their time a little bit. Right. They, they need to get something to build on first. They, and, you know, when they did have their playoff run, it was on a monstrous defense they, and Blake Bortles. This is going to be the opposite yeah. to me. I think they yeah. at least oh. got their guy at quarterback now. And, and they just need to continue to fill out around yeah. him. And it's a winning pedigree. That's that's kind of what I love the most is that, you know, Trevor Lawrence, he won and he got the Big Macs yeah. at the White House. 
Absolutely. If you remember that. I do. I do. You know, Trevor Lawrence, he got the Big Macs at the at the White House. And Doug Peterson, he got the, the Nick Foles championship. He got so his version of Big Macs at the White yeah, House. Yeah. If anything, you know? I feel like, you know, if, if they're if they're to win together, it's going to be one of the craziest events that the world has ever seen. It's and big. I would love to see it. It's big. I don't <laughs> think it... Yeah. It is still the Jaguars. Super Bowl is... And it would be the Jaguars. Super Bowl is... <laughs> Very lofty, unless there's yeah. like a package deal where they can trade Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know about Super Bowl necessarily, yeah. but I think they're going to be contenders. They got something to build on, and yeah. I, I, I get what you mean. You know, it's the Jaguars. I can see them messing it up, but at the very least, I love that they got something healthy for once to build on. Yeah. Because I, I just feel like the last time when, when they made this run the last time, I feel like, again, like Blake Bortles and a really good defense, yeah. that was just like, okay, that, yeah. a little bit of luck. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, that, like, but, you know, the... the it was the, the football way. Like, when you have a good defense, you should win. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah. That was a defense wins championships yeah. type of defense. Yeah. And they were a couple plays away from at least getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, that's a, what could have been that we could spend yeah. quite a bit of time talking about. But, uh, again, I think they've got the A core piece to build around now. Right. And I think they'll yeah. at least give that a shot. We'll talk more Trevor Lawrence in a little bit. Here. And speaking of another healthy win, to touch on it real quick, the Bengals, they got a big win over the Titans. Yeah, now, important. The reason why I like it so much is not necessarily on Burrow's performance. You know, there's been a lot of talk in the media like, oh, you know, Burrow had a great performance. I don't want to talk that highly on Burrow's performance. I just think... He did what he needed to do, and that's what you want to see. Um, yeah. The Bengals, you know, people were talking, will they make the playoffs, will they not? I think what you want to see is exactly what happened. You know, they, obviously you want to see him rip it up and get 330 yards. You want to get him three touchdowns. You want to see him blow out the Titans. But that didn't happen. Be realistic. It's the Titans. They're a scrappy team. Mm-hmm. You're going to go, and you're going to have a scrappy game. They won. He threw the game-winning touchdown to his one receiver, T. Higgins. 100 yards he threw to that guy. And he yeah. got he had a clean game, get in, get out. I believe it was on the road. I think it was in Tennessee. Yeah. Is that in Nashville? In the game, that's that's what you want. And move yeah. on. Now they're 7-4, and four and the, the picture's a lot easier. Because, listen, these Raiders, if they beat the Chargers this week... They might be coming. Whoo! <laughs> oh, boy, if they beat the Chargers this week, fasten your seatbelts. Because I think Devontae Adams, he's playing angry. Josh Jacobs is clearly playing angry now. Wrong, really. Derek Carr cried on the press conference thanks to Jeff Saturday. So Undefeated since then. Yeah. Jeff so, Saturday, if the only thing he does in his whole NFL coaching career was wake up the Raiders, so be it. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to finish up on the Bengals, Joe Burrow, I mean, it was not the best of stat lines. Yeah. Finished 270 yards and one touchdown. Yeah. His only touchdown was two yeah. Higgins there. But they did enough to win, and the bigger part, he looked confident. Under pressure, just looked good. Yeah, yeah. He just looked the part really, I don't know about for the first time this year, but more so than he has in a while this year. Yeah. And if you look back to their Super Bowl run, they didn't have confidence going into the season. Right. Jamar Chase was dropping footballs, talking about how, you know, it's yeah. a different size or whatever than NCAA footballs. <laughs> he sounded like he was going to be a bust. Right. Joe Burrow didn't have that. Yeah, because he was aura. coming off that major injury. And yeah, everything. he yeah. didn't have that aura around him that he had during that Super Bowl run. Yeah. So he built his way there, and it came 
really into his own during the playoff run. You're seeing little pieces of that right now. Yeah. And so then, and I, that that's the win. Like, yeah. Because you get that confident Joe Burrow back. Because that's what, what you loved is that he went into all of those playoff games and it's just like he was just unshakable. Even in the playoffs because – what I loved is that in that fourth quarter, even though they didn't like score a touchdown, it's just he was confident. He was yeah. injured and confident in that yeah. fourth quarter. He and was just going after it. He was just confident. He wasn't making like he wasn't throwing you know picks. He wasn't you know just scrambling and doing dumb shit. He's just confident. He's a confident guy, and that's what you need. Yeah. And that and that's another thing is like I know I mentioned it last week where I said you know Lamar Jackson, watch out for that guy. Re-enter into the picture, a confident Joe Burrow to make this even more complicated. With that said, let me run you through the rest of the season schedule for the Bengals. We've got, and given at least good chunk of these are at home, uh, we've got Chiefs at Bengals next week. We've Or this week, sorry. And then we've got Browns at Bengals. We've got Bengals at Bucks, Bengals at Patriots, Bills at Bengals, and then wrapping up with Ravens at Bengals. Nothing's going to come easy for those guys. If this they get in, is good for them. They will earn it, and they will end up being hot. That, that, this win against the Titans, I think we're going to look back on and say that because they can go on a horrible run here yeah. and I think still make the playoffs, barely, if they go on a horrible run no, here. No, the AFC is tough, man. Well, because what? The Jets and the Patriots and the Chargers right now are fighting for that last spot, right? I can imagine them all still struggling and the Raiders – Struggling, well, not struggling, but they're yeah. gonna have to do a lot to get in there. Raiders got a lot of ground to make up, so yeah. to even get. In so the I think one of those teams are gonna have to make it. Yeah, and if if that's the scenario, I think the Bengals would be the one to have to make it out of all of them. Yeah, I mean, I could see it happening, yeah. but really, I I don't think the Jets and the Patriots are gonna flounder that much when you take a look at their schedules. I don't think you know the either the Chargers. Well, yeah, that's really it, though. The chart. Yeah. I, I do. I don't think the Raiders have enough left in the tank to get that close. But you know, I I'm guess, gonna I'm gonna go on record and say it: the Raiders are making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't. I believe in Oakland. The Raiders are making the playoffs. We got Chargers at Raiders, which is a huge game. Huge game. Raiders are favored by a point. If they pull in that, that would bring them a game within the Chargers and give them tiebreaker if they win that game. So that would put them at five and seven. We got Raiders at Rams. Let's call it six and seven. Patriots at Raiders. It's possible. Now, my, now, mind you, if they get to this point, they have a huge winning streak at this point. That's right. That would be, I believe, a four-game four, four four winning streak at that point. Riding that into the Patriots game, let's say they can win it, and let's call that uh, that's six, seven and seven there. Now we've got Raiders at Steelers, eight and seven. 49ers at Raiders, and then Chiefs at Raiders. And there could be a good chance that the Chiefs rest. So there's quite a possibility there. Okay, so 11 wins. We could be seeing some bullshit. That would be some some crazy stuff. I don't know. I, I think... The Raiders are built to drop at least one or two that they're supposed. And either to way, I think I think the Raiders. It, it might we might be looking back at like Jeff Saturday as like his only accomplishment was preventing the Raiders from like <laughs> getting to the playoffs, which is crazy. Yeah, that one but, that got away. So either way, I don't have that happening. We'll talk more about what I do think I'm. Is going to happen. In but the my, yeah, la- last thought, wrapping up the Bengals, is I love, the, I love this stretch for them. Mm-hmm. 
beating the Titans, carrying that momentum. I think they can at least take three of those games, two or three, get yeah. to the playoffs. You get through that stretch, you're going to get Jamar Chase back. Yeah. You're going to go into the playoffs. This is great. Yeah. That, that, that's a lot of playoff games right there. The, they are. Because a lot of those teams are, are going to be fighting experience. for position. Right. They're getting a ton of the playoff experience by facing those teams. I think they can get healthy and they can do incredibly well. But another piece that you can't overlook is Joe Mixon coming back from a concussion. A concussion isn't an injury that's going to take a big toll on the body. We can talk all we want about it's going to take a toll on his life and everything else. That's a whole different conversation. But it won't impact the rest of the season for Joe Mixon. Right. And he's coming in with fresh legs. I'm scared of Joe Mixon with fresh legs. I don't want to go up against Joe Mixon with fresh, Joe Mixon with fresh legs. I'm scared of Jamar Chase fresh as well. Yeah. I mean, I get, I get it. He's coming off of a, a bigger injury, but technically he's going to be fresh and hungry. Yeah, yeah the, the hip is different. I don't yeah. know if the hip will allow you to be fresh. I don't know if he's going to be playing yet. 70, 80, 90%. Could they have, my thing is they, they have no reason to rush him to the sure. 70 or 80 because they're 7 and 4 right now. Yeah. I, th- I think they'll give him that extra week. They'll, have, they'll have the ability yeah. to give but, him that extra week. But yeah, I think the, the Bengals will be fun to watch for us. The yeah. And Hell we're yeah. bound for some really good games out of that stretch. So, one honorable mention to a top performance from last week. It, I've got to give a big shout out to the one and only Mike White, who had another breakout first start of the season. It was smooth, man. I loved watching that game. Not going to look for whatever reason. That was the first game I watched on Sunday and the best game that I watched. It was an awesome job from him. I loved watching Trevor Simeon versus Mike Waite. It's great. That was so... I was thankful. Everyone wants to sign up for. Yeah. So I have a quote that I want to share. And it's from one of the top 10 most respected voices in the NFL ring league. And I was told on record, uh, Mike White is what Josh Allen would be if he was a good quarterback. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, how many starts does Mike White had in his uh, career? I believe this is his third. His third, right? How many how many yards did he have in, in this game that he just had? Yeah, about 300. How many did he have in his second start? We're not going to talk about the second start. Right, but in his first start. 400 yards. Okay, so that means in 66% of his games, he's had 300 yards or more. Or more. Josh Allen, what is it, like 40% maybe, 30 yeah. Yeah, if we're yeah, okay. okay. Right. Averaging two seventy or so. Right, so, right. So, and his jersey is his jersey in Canton. Mike White's is. There it is. He's he's got a point. Yeah. So you know, someday, if he's lucky, maybe Josh Allen will be that good. And he's got a point. All right. So yeah. Speaking of excellent quarterbacks. I want to dive into Franchise Builder. Yes. So, Franchise Building, we're going to do this segment pretty frequently, and we're going to kind of rotate in. We'll hit quarterbacks today, of course, but we'll circle into running backs, receivers, um, maybe an overall offensive line segment, and then we'll, of course, hit defense as well. Uh, But quarterback's really the most important piece of the team. So, you got to start with, a rock-solid quarterback. And it would be very easy to talk about, let's build something around Patrick Mahomes. Let's build something around Mike White. But we're going to talk 
the the rest of the field Nick a Foles. little bit today. So <clears throat> Nick Foles. I want to really circle back to the last four drafts because you want to start with somebody young here. And I really want to talk about how different the 2020 draft is compared to the three that surround it. I'm going to start off just by reading some names. And the first four from the 2020 draft, Tua, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. We talked a little Burrow, and I talked plenty of Tua. These four, and that's in no specific order, but they're clearly rock-solid quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Now I want to read you the rest of the list from those four years. And I believe I've got a little extra 2020 sprinkled in this list as well. Really talking about anybody that has some, at least some starting experience in the NFL here. Uh, so if we cycle through the rest, we've got Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Trey Lance, Davis Mills, Zach Wilson, Drew Locke, Gardner Minshew. What happened? It's How wrong. did we have this many swings and misses? It's ruining the league in the NFL draft. It's ruining the league. So we we do have a lot of good teams in the NFL right now. A lot of teams that are a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. But we also have a lot of teams that tank for a draft position, and then they end up with this map. What happened? And, and then you got, like, teams like the Panthers somehow with, like... The, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. The hodgepodge of it's like so essentially weird. the year prior. Yeah. Right. So Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. Got the Saints with James That's a whole Winston different conversation. And, and, and there's plenty. Dalton. There's a lot of the same stuff that happens yeah. if we go back another year or two. But at least we have some Lamars and some Josh Allens. Right. And some yeah. Patrick Mahomes sprinkled in. So... The list that I just gave you, that's essentially 14 or 15 of the league's 32 starters. And they're yeah. all pretty new. They're all four years in or less. Yeah. So we got to take somebody, right? Yeah. It's a known commodity compared to, you know, people trading for Matt Stafford, people trading for Tom Brady. That's been the Super Bowl blueprint right. for the past two years is yeah. to trade for an established guy. Yeah. Let's say price aside for a minute. Let's say you can just give a fifth round pick and you land any guy from this list. Let's take out Tua. Let's take out Justin Hurt. Let's take out Joe Burrow. Let's take out Jalen Hurts for just a moment. From the rest of that list, fifth round pick, who you got? That's interesting. I mean, uh, well, I, I have to obviously take Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray to me is the most talented one on that list. I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I believe coming out of college, would like coming out of college, you would take Trevor Lawrence out of everybody on this list, I believe. Fully established. Everything but you know. Everything I know, I take Kyler Murray. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I take I take Kyler Murray. I mean, because it's just it's weird. Because like out of everyone you mentioned, it's like Kyler Murray is in just this weird Call of Duty baseball player. Is should he be here? Should he not be? Like realm of his own. Yeah. Um. Hate that he's on the Cardinals. 
Cardinals deserve better, but also Kyler deserves better somehow. I don't... Yeah, I don't know if Kyler does. I don't know. So, I I don't know, because it's like... The, my issue with the NFL and my answer to your question is I feel like I want to take any of these guys. I mean, maybe Trevor Lawrence would be, because I guess I get to build him up with the right coaching staff. But I also feel that if I could get the right coaching staff against, you know, out there with, you know, Drew Locke, I feel like I can I can pull off something great. Or Gardner Minshew. But... Yeah. I... I this is my issue with the NFL right now is that like these quarterbacks fucking suck and it's kind of like it's kind of dragging down because it's like yeah you got your Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson Josh Allen Joe Burrow you know these great guys but you know it it felt like five years ago it it felt like oh wow you know that's tough because it's like you know one through 30 we got great quarterbacks and you know maybe there's two quarterbacks that don't belong there but you know where would Colin Kaepernick fit in this fucking league and now I feel like and I'm going to mention it later in my in Tom's intuition. I feel like we're going to have a lot of Colin Kaepernick rumors this offseason because <laughs> it actually feels like it could happen. <laughs> you know There's what I'm saying? There's a lot of for it all of a sudden. So, so, like, yeah, and, you know, it, to <laughs> your point, <laughs> at least a third <laughs> of the teams are starting these guys. Yeah. And it's still very early for to know what Malik Willis right. is made of, to know what Kenny Pickett are made of. And maybe they do something. If we look at Josh Allen... His rookie year was awful. And everyone but, thinks, like, you know, maybe it should have been Josh Rosen instead. And that's but the whole... But at the very least, like, with Josh Allen, you could see. Like, you could no, see in that first? At first, you couldn't. Jo- I don't know. Like, Josh Allen, like, I, I saw it. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but yeah. I saw it. I could see, like, I could see. I felt like Josh Allen, I felt like with more talent around the guy, I, I thought I, I could see it. You and the Bills GM were the only ones. But, hey, good for you and him. Uh, Josh Allen turns out to be decent, yeah. and you know, like I, I didn't, I didn't think he'd be like this, this good. But I yeah. saw, I was like, get this guy a little bit of talent around him. I felt like he could fucking run through some brick walls, and yeah. he's running through some brick. And walls. that might be the problem is he tries yeah. to run through too many brick walls. But still, you know, that's that's a that's a pick that you nailed, yeah. and they a couple teams passed on Josh Allen, so. Yeah. And went with people that are already out of the league. So, Do you think scouting doesn't matter anymore? Because, like, for me, it's like... Because with Patrick Mahomes as well. Yeah. No one saw Patrick Mahomes coming either. So, people... Lamar Jackson fell. Right, right. So, the thing is, scouting definitely matters, but I think they're missing what matters most. Yeah. And I think what matters most is the coachability. Right. And the ability to learn. And yeah. if you look at a guy like Tyler Murray... Yeah. I Zach don't Wilson. think that's uh, it. And Zach right. Wilson, same deal. I don't think that's it. So, really... I told everybody that Kyler Murray should have fucking played baseball. I told fucking everybody. And it's so uh, much more money, too. Yeah. He, and realistically... <laughs> Less injury. So much more time to call, dude. So, my answer for this... Before I give my number one, I want to say I would go Justin Fields over Kyler Murray. Justin Fields seems like okay. a more coachable guy with every ounce of running capability that Kyler you has with similar arm talent. You know what? I'll take mine back. I'll go with Trey Lance. Trey Lance did, didn't get a fair shake. He's got, he got hurt too early. You're right, yeah. but I'm going with a limited sample size and just what I saw from college. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just the scouting profile and it, the competition. I love your pick. Your pick made me pick Trey Lance. Yeah, the, yeah. The, that combination doesn't make me feel good about Trey Lance. Yeah. I don't think he's going to – honestly, I don't know who starts next year if it's Jimmy G or Trey Lance. I think it's Trey Lance. So I think that alone, I don't know if he's the best quarterback on his team, let alone the best in this draft. I think a healthy Trey Lance will get the 49ers to the level they're looking to get at. Because I think once you plug the healthy Trey Lance that they were looking for this season into the offense they have now with McCaffrey, this offense is going to be magical. I could play. It's everything that you said. It's it's basically because you kind of opened my eyes to it and why I was going to make a crazy Kyle Shanahan take that I'm never going to make on this podcast now. Bill kind of turned me away from it. I thought about your take, and I thought about Jimmy G, and then I thought about what this could have been with Trey Lance, and I think that if Trey Lance had gotten his feet under him, I think by week four or five, and then them getting McCaffrey eventually, I think this would have been crazy. Yeah. Because all he needed was confidence, and then his legs under him, and I think... The 49ers are my pick for the NFC Championship. So I do have them going to the Super Bowl. I don't think they would have done that with Trey Lance. I don't think Trey Lance has it. And it's a limited sample size, and it might be contradictory to some of the other stuff I might end up saying. But in that limited sample size and the profile coming out of college, he hasn't shown that he can do what it takes against any decent level of competition. And his few starts in the NFL look significantly worse than his college tape. And that's not what you want to see. I'll just say, the 49ers have a beautiful eye for quarterbacks. You and I both know this. 49ers have a beautiful eye for quarterbacks. I know this. Okay, Jimmy G. two at once. But Jimmy G, you can say that, but it's like, Jimmy G was going to be special. Injuries slowed him down. No. Yes. Come on. No. Yes. He doesn't have any injuries that affect his what? throwing. He was injury prone as a motherfucker. Right, but it keeps him off the field. It doesn't. He was stop like him throwing the ball. when he first got to San Francisco, he lit it up. It was great, and then he just started getting injured, and then it just all went downhill. The man has ten wins without throwing. The man's a winner. Points. He's not the winner. The team <laughs> is the winner. No, but he's getting the Forty Niners have participation like, trophy. But I, I truly, Jimmy G was the guy before he started getting hurt. I will stand by that. I will not. I will stand by that. So my number one pick from that is, from those classes, is Trevor Lawrence. And it really took until what I saw last week for me to even believe in my own take on that. Yeah. But him showing me that little bit of it factor in the end of the game against the Ravens, given the Ravens can blow the lead, like the yeah. Falcons can at this point. Yeah. But Trevor Lawrence has the raw skills, and he showed them all at Clemson. And it didn't look as good when he got in the NFL, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it looked resembling. Yeah. And that's what you're looking for. Yeah. What Trey Lance is doing in his few NFL plays that he did get to run, it didn't look like he did yeah. in college. What Kyler is doing right now, it didn't look like he did in college. Yeah. And given when you're the... When you're an NFL caliber athlete running against the. D1 caliber athletes, running quarterbacks get to do a lot more to just show their speed, show their strength. Yeah. And then when you go up against NFL guys, it doesn't translate very often. 
I mean, Lamar's a different story. Justin Fields is a different story right that, now. But I can't go with Trey Lance in that in any way, shape, that, or form. Where I I like the pocket guy who's yeah. heralded as the best since Peyton Manning coming out of Clemson, right. and now he's starting to resemble even more of what he looked like at Clemson. Well, but that's what I'm saying is like, you know, Trey Lance sat on the bench all last year. And then he got, what, one start this year, a couple plays yeah. this year, and then he got hurt. Whereas Trevor much. Lawrence played this whole time and is just now finally catching a stride. Yeah. Trey Lance hasn't gotten this long stretch to catch a stride yet. Where me, I felt like if Trey Lance, with this good 49ers offense, if he had gotten four or five weeks underneath his legs, I felt like we would have seen a good Trey Lance. Yeah. But now that he's injured, I don't know what we see from him Moving forward, like you said, maybe Jimmy G starts next year. I don't know. I hope for the fucking 49ers sake he doesn't start next year. Because this offense is spooky if they can get, like, you know, a decent quarterback. But I still feel like Trey, like Trey Lance at his best and what we think he can become at his best, I feel like if that kid can get confidence. That confidence piece. Yeah. And I think we've seen more just through this Tua saga as to yeah. what confidence can do for you yeah. than we've ever directly been able to, to you know, yeah. really see how much it impacts before. Right. So it does take some reps to develop confidence. For sure. And confidence is very important, yeah. but it's not the only important thing. You oh, need yeah. those raw talents yeah. too. And I, I think like Trey Lance has that talent, man. That's where we disagree. Yeah. And I think the reps can create confidence. And yeah. confidence allows you to perform at the best of your abilities. Right. But the best of his abilities, I don't think is good enough. Right. Whereas Trevor Lawrence, I think it is. Yeah. But we'll see. I think two years' time, we're going to look back at this particular baby, episode. And we're going to... Trey Lance is working at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking ahead, uh, what are you excited about for this upcoming week? Um... Me, the, I think that Eagles-Titans game is going to be huge. Um, I think for the Eagles, um, they need the scrappy game against the Titans. Uh, the Titans, definitely, they after losing that game to the Bengals, they need a very big comeback game against the Eagles. And the Eagles, they need to keep winning. And they, yeah. they keep like barely winning these games. It, it feels like they need to have a big performance. They... A statement game, if you will, but at the same time, a win, a win will do. A scrappy win. Uh, I think that that's the game I'm most looking looking forward to. I think I'm finally invested in in these Eagles games now that we're finally out of these bullshit Colts <laughs> and fucking Commanders games. Yeah. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to this Titans game, Titans Eagles game. Yeah, and it, you know it's seems pretty straightforward that you're picking your team. I'm picking mine here, but one yeah. I'm most looking forward to is definitely my Dolphins versus 49ers. I think it was the first test that we have in a while. Yeah. Uh, we had a pretty hard schedule to start the season, pretty soft schedule after that, and now we're right back into yeah. the tough part. Uh, we got 49ers this week, and it doesn't really get a whole lot easier from there. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is really going to tell us a lot. It looks like Christian McCaffrey is going to be good to go. Uh, so I think we learned a lot this week. I think we learned just as much against the Chargers the week after and then we've got the Bills. So it's a it's a tough three game home or sorry, three game road stretch, mind yeah. you. Two games West Coast and then in the cold in Buffalo. 
Uh, so we're going to know a lot about the Dolphins pretty soon, but it really starts this week. And I like what the Dolphins have done against these easier teams. Um, you know, two has yeah. been so, so solid and consistent. And, you know, you can say what you want. Oh, he's been consistent against bad teams, but that's what you need mm-hmm. to see. You need to see him taking care of business yeah. against these bad teams. You need to see the consistency. Yeah, That's what these teams that win in the playoffs do is that they're consistent year-round. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And not only taking care of bad teams, and like you said, with the consistency, he's had over 100 yard or over 100 passer rating in all of these. Yeah, over 100 yards. (laughs) He's had over 100 passer rating in every game except for the one versus the Texans, which he really only played two and some change quarters. So, he's not just taking care of business on the offensive side of the ball, but he's been lights out. Yeah. So, interested to see how it goes against the Niners. I think that's tougher defense than they've really gone up against. Uh, then, you know, Chargers, yeah. not as, quite as much. But then Bills the following week, I'm interested. I, I really yeah. think we're going to know a little bit more about Tua. He's riding insane confidence right now. Right. Can it hold up through this stretch? So, another game I'm oddly excited for is Jags versus Lions. Why not? Why not? Jared Goff versus Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, it, you like you you built the storyline for Trevor Lawrence. Right. I built the tra- the storyline for football. Jared Goff. Yep. So I, I really think these are two offenses that are fun to watch. Defenses that are rough to watch. So I think this is the match made in heaven. I yeah. like the over here first off bonus yeah. bet, yeah. but I any game that I like the over I want to watch. Hell Should yeah. be some good firepower. Uh, they've got these underrated, fast, smaller receivers. Not your prototypical WR1s, but still have that real firepower that could lead to a very, very exciting game. Yeah. Uh, plus, you know, you've got the number one pick in the draft on one side and number two <laughs> pick in the draft on the other. Yeah. Both defensive ends, and, you know, that could make a big impact too. So it, it's... It's got quite a few different storylines. I never thought Goff versus Lawrence would be that exciting a one, but they've got oddly similar, oddly good stat lines for yeah. where they are in their respective careers and where they are at this point in the season. It's exciting. I like it. I, I like it too. You, I, you oddly have me excited. <laughs> um, one matchup I really do love, though, that I think a lot of people are going to end up loving is this Browns-Texans matchup. Man, it, I could absolutely see... Deshaun Watson just being awful. Yeah. He's been away from football for so long. I think long. only one or two things are going to happen. He's either going to be really awful or really fucking good. I Because it's the Texans. You're right. It's hard to see because he hasn't played in so long, but at the same time, it's the Texans, and he's had nothing to do but practice this yeah. whole time. Correct. And, you know, he knew who he was going up against for his one start. He's essentially had every yeah. week of game prep for the Texans. He's been watching Texans <laughs> right. all year long. Yeah. So he doesn't really care. I don't think if he wins any other week. Right. Even the press conference. He's like, just need to be 1-0 this week. And I really think that's what he means for the season, not just this week. There's a lot. Because at the end of the day, the Browns, yeah, I guess if they win every game for the rest of the season, they make the playoffs. Uh, it would have to be close. It would have to be some Cinderella type shit. Yeah. So 
Deshaun Watson isn't in there to save the Browns' season. Yeah. He's in there to save Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, I called it last week saying that I think Browns end up taking down the Bucks just to make it interesting and maybe right. have that chance at the playoffs. Yeah. But with the other teams that won, it still doesn't really feel like they yeah. have even that really snowball's yeah. chance. But if they went out, they they got to at least feel like they can control their own destiny. Exactly. They still have – it's close enough where they can inspire yeah. themselves, where the rest of the and, team should play decent ball. And like you said, it's it's this one game. Like I can see him doing good this game and playing horribly the rest of the season because – like you said, he's just preparing for this one game. Yeah, it's it's the game that like all, a lot of eyes are gonna be on. Yeah. Not just a lot of eyes, specific eyes. If you know what I mean. We're not gonna talk about that because we don't want to get canceled. But there's gonna be specific. There's gonna be specific eyes on this game, yeah. and it's the Texans. Yeah, the team that before all of this happened, those specific eyes, before all of this happened. It was the Texans, the very sad ending to Deshaun Watson and the Texans. Yeah. So there, like that happened. Like all of the stuff that happened kind of distracts us from that sad ending to the Texans, yeah. good team that they had. It became a necessary ending all of a sudden, right? Yeah. Because you have to part ways with this guy because exactly. you look like the bad guy if you keep him. Right. And the Browns are still the Browns, with or without Deshaun Watson, no matter oh, yeah. who they go and get. Oh, yeah. They're still the Browns. And it was well, such a brown, Browns move to get Would there <laughs> ever be a more Browns move yeah. than going and getting this guy who is a, as much of a question mark as you can ever <laughs> imagine in this league from an off-the-field standpoint? But then if he also sucks... That's the most Browns thing I've ever heard. Because you, you gave him you gave him such a wicked contract. And I forgot to mention the two hundred and thirty million dollars. That you backloaded so that he doesn't start getting paid for it until he gets onto the field. Wild. Did you did you know that at that fact? I didn't know that. So they backloaded it to the point to where he doesn't start getting paid like big money until this week. And it's a somewhat smart move because you didn't know if he was ever going to see well, the field. Well, it was, it was so that, like, when he gets suspended, yeah. that he doesn't lose money. Yeah, yeah. It was to show Deshaun Watson that we want you. So that... The only team that actually wanted it. Right. And, and it's, it's wild. And, you know, the Dolphins definitely kicked the tires on this. And, and then you guys... <laughs> I just want to circle back to the fact that the Texans, who are essentially the new Browns didn't want Tua to be included in these trade offers that they were kind of going back and forth on because yeah, they didn't well, think Tua had it. But that's the thing, is that if the Texans do get Tua, Tua isn't in... I, I, don't, I don't think Tua can do what he's doing now. In be, Because like I, I feel like I'm not saying that, that Tua's only good because of the situation he's in. It's just I don't think many people succeed on the Texans the way that they are right I now. I think you're right. Yeah. Because basically what that trade would have been would have been Tua getting left for dead in the NFL. Yeah. I think he loses his job and he's out of the NFL, sadly. I didn't think of it that way, but yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And, yeah. it, and we wouldn't have gotten to see the yeah. success with the Dolphins. And that, that almost makes me sad to think about. Like, that's that's odd. It was that close. It was that close, yeah. and it's like, it's not, it wouldn't have been to his fault. Right, right. And it would have just been unfortunate. Yeah, it, wild to yeah. think about. But that, anyway, oh, that was, that was sad. That's sad to think about. That almost yeah. got me a little emotional. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, that that's the matchup I'm looking forward to because just fuck it, why not? Let's just add a, another layer to this NFL season. Speaking of the Texans, Pretty much locked in, even if they do pull the upset against Deshaun here, pretty much locked in the number one spot of draft order. 
Uh, Bang, who's their next? Right, right. <laughs> so let, let's take a look at the next 13 teams, essentially. We've got three teams with three wins, 10 teams with four wins. Here's the better part. Nah. There are three of these teams that are very much in that mix, essentially for the number two pick, Right. that don't have the pick. So if you look at the Rams, who are awful, and they have their pick going to the Lions. Yes. If you look at the Broncos, who are awful, they have their pick going to the Seahawks. It's, it's so bad. So the, typically, to be this bad and to be this close to the number one pick or even just top five, you're normally essentially tanking. Or at least people wonder if you are. But these are teams that don't have any, any horse in this race yeah. to, to suck on purpose. And they're just this bad because they're this bad. And and that's and that's what I'm saying. So for, for the Rams, kudos to the Rams. They did what they did for a Super Bowl. Good for them, whatever. But you look at the team like the Broncos, and I know we said we'd stop mentioning Russell Wilson, but it's like, congrats. Like, Russell Wilson, I hope at the end of the day, I hope you're happy that this is what you fucking did. I hope you come <laughs> next year with some fucking pride, and I hope you come next year and you want something because literally – the Broncos had what could have been a generational team because that team was stacked. They just needed one thing, which was a quarterback. And here's the saving grace. I don't think there's any chance Nathaniel Hackett is there next year. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that yes. very soon. And then the Saints, um, you know, who, it's who sad to see it go don't down. Have their pick, by the way. I didn't mention the Saints, but guess where they're going? Yes. <laughs> Which is why I think the Eagles will do a lot better next year because we'll have yet another young stud on the team. Yeah. But, and the Eagles have been drafting much better. Yes. Much better recently. Yes. So I think you're right. They they should continue. To I mean, I, I, I think we should have drafted Justin Jefferson. I'm not even going to – I don't even – I was just going to say something about Jalen Rieger, but that was just idiotic anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't look that <laughs> – that far. I meant since then. Yes. They've been yes, drafting hard. Yes. Yes. So that 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 haunts me a lot. So the rest of the teams, it's really anybody's race for that number two pick. Um, I'm kind of leaning toward one of those teams. It, I the Eagles are good enough. I don't want them to get the number two pick. I w- I'd love for it to be top five. But how awesome would it be if it's the Texans and then the Lions and then you, you know the Seahawks. These teams that didn't have to suck to get these high picks. And that's the thing. is like The awesome thing about the Seahawks is that you can let Geno Smith go get a decent contract with mm-hmm. a different team. Because as we've been talking about it, all these teams are probably going to need a new quarterback. Yeah. Like half, half of the, the league is going to probably be on the market for a quarterback. For a Geno Smith. Who a leader. That? A good yeah. leader at quarterback. Yeah. Geno Smith is going to go get paid somewhere. Boom. Seahawks can go get maybe a C.J. Stroud. You know, yeah. or maybe they can draft down, get a Will Levis that, you know, Pete Carroll can work with, you know, get up to shape. You know, it, it, it's, it's beautiful to see something like that. Yeah. And no matter how it ends up exactly, they're going to be at least in good shape to get yeah. a quarterback. This, this class has enough quarterbacks yeah. where they'll be able to get one if they want it or if they want to keep riding the Geno Smith train. I'm on board. Why not? I'm on board. I mean, because I, I don't know. I think... I, I can see it. Geno Smith sticks with the Seahawks. They draft something that's not a quarterback, and they 
Yeah. They build that team. Build it around Geno Smith. Bang, bang. Let's see it. <laughs> so, on to Bill's block. So, I've got a DraftKings lineup that I'm pretty confident in this week. Uh, the stars kind of align just in terms of defensive matchups. whole lot more than they did last week. Uh, last week's slate felt a little bit abbreviated just because what I like target kind of played on Thanksgiving and prime time. So, you know, the, the main teams that I like to play with are all on the main slate this week. So I've got a very solid DraftKings lineup with a few possible twists that you guys can kind of do what you want to with. So starting off at quarterback, I've got my boy Trevor Lawrence here. I've talked a lot about Trevor Lawrence and it kind of feels like I'm chasing points here with a few of these picks. This is one of them. Bill has a Trevor Lawrence poster. But it's on my wall. Yep. And it's actually, I bring it with me, it's just off screen. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence uh, is up against the Lions this week. And Lions are a tasty matchup uh, for any quarterback, let alone one that's starting to hit his stride. Trevor Lawrence has had 20 or more points in, I believe, four or five starts this year. And is averaging right around that 20-point mark. Uh, But against the Lions, he should be... Pretty good north of that. I'm guessing 25 to 28 points, uh, which is plenty for his price point, which is pretty low. They did not price him up after a good game last week. This and several budget cuts at receiver, as I've been doing recently, allow me to spend way up at running back. I've got Austin Eckler and Josh Jacobs in a showdown, and I think this will be a running back showdown. Both teams are pretty garbage against the run. So I think we see Eckler with probably two touchdowns, Josh Jacobs with probably two touchdowns. I think beyond that, you're probably looking at 100 yards on the ground for Jacobs with 50 receiving. You're probably looking at uh, 50 in the, on the ground with 100 receiving for Eckler. So if you've got two running backs with 150 a pop, two touchdowns a pop, you're in really good shape for the rest of your slate. You just need to not get goose egged the rest of the way. Uh, which I don't think there's a chance we get goose egged with what I've got for the rest of the way. Zay Jones is my receiver stack with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Zay Jones has been pretty hot with uh, Trevor Lawrence recently, but again, I feel like I'm chasing a little bit of points here, but they just didn't price him up. And he's had double-digit targets in four of his starts. That's all you need. you got to catch a few of those, and really against the Lions, you tend to catch most. So Zay Jones should be good for at least 60 to 80 yards. Hey, maybe he finds pay dirt again. He, he was the guy on the two-point conversion. So why wouldn't he be the guy if they get down the red zone? So I like Zay Jones. I've got Christian Watson. I'm riding this train until he doesn't score. So it's pretty straightforward. Plus a matchup against Chicago. Garrett Wilson. I'm putting the jet in here. Uh, I think Mike White should be able to have some production. And Garrett Wilson has really shown up for any quarterback that is not named Zach Wilson all year. This is where it gets a little different. I've got, in my current slate, I've got Harrison Bryant at tight end. Deshaun Watson's back. Houston does give it up to the tight end pretty good. Uh, so right now I'm leaning on Harrison Bryant. This is banking on Joku at least not being 100%, which I'm pretty confident he's not going to be 100%. If he doesn't play, I'm a lot more confident in this. I've also got Corderell Patterson. That's more of a gut play. This is the only one of the entire slate that I'm just leaning on my gut. It's really whoever you like at that 5,800 uh, to 6,000 price point because that's what fits if you go with Harrison Bryant here. 
if you wanted to spend up a little bit, as long as Justin Fields is active, I do love Cole Komet here. Cole Komet uh, gets to go up against Green Bay, who has also given it up to the tight end. And Cole Komet has been very hot with Justin Fields throwing the ball. If it's not Justin Fields on the field, then I do not like Cole Komet at all. But Justin Fields was full participant at practice today, so should be good to go. Uh, if you do go up to Cole Komet, you can drop the Cordero Patterson down to Zonovan Knight. That's two Jets in the lineup, which doesn't feel right. But up against Minnesota, they should score some points. Minnesota's defense has not been that good. Uh, so to wrap it up, I have Seahawks defense going against the Rams. I'm going against the Rams with any defense for as long as the Rams are as bad as they've been. Uh, so again, little flexibility at tight end. Also, if you want to go up to Kittle, I do like Kittle's matchup against the Dolphins. If you want a household name at the tight end position, uh, rather than Bryant, rather than Komet, uh, that does mean you have to spend down at the flex. But uh, you got a couple different options to really make it your own there. Really like locking in at my quarterback, my running backs, my receivers. You can take it uh, the rest of the way from there. That wraps up Bill's block. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Feeling now it's time for some bullshit. Why sure. not? Why not? So Tom's intuition here. Um, I'm going to lead this off with this is not the end for Aaron Rodgers. This is not the end for Aaron Rodgers, but this is going to be the end for Aaron Rodgers in a Packers jersey. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to see himself out of the Packers because at the end of the day, I think this man wants to play football, but I don't think he wants to do it for the Packers anymore. I think he's going to come come back. He's going to do it, and he's going to have some fun. Um, I guess if I had to predict a spot for him to go to, you know, I'm not going to. I don't know. He's going to go and have fun somewhere, but it's not, it's not going to be the Packers. I Honestly, I want to see Aaron Rodgers have fun. I want to see him go have shrooms somewhere and actually have fun. Send him to Detroit. Detroit? The Lions? I know you love your boy Goff, but, man, they'll have that high pick. And why not? That's a, oh, that's Packers a, somehow end up getting a high pick for Rodgers. That's a solid team right. if they had a little bit of leadership, and I think Dan Campbell can put him into a place, yeah. the right place. You know? That's fair. That's right. Not the Cowboys division, McCarthy? Not. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know why. Gut feeling, probably not. Yeah. I um, But yeah, I, I just don't think this is the end for him. I know there's just random retirement rumors, um, but he just signed that extension. But at the end of the day, I think I think it is over with the Packers. I think they're, they're going to they're, – they see a little bit out of Jordan Love when he just stepped onto the football field and they did better. And I know that could have been, you know, luck or, you know, whatever it is, but – I think they I, I would have seen enough to just be like, all right, yeah, this this guy Aaron Rodgers gotta go. Two, Colin Kaepernick, the rumors, his sixteenth comeback attempt, I think, is gonna happen this offseason. I think it's now more than ever. I think if there is one time that Colin Kaepernick should have a comeback attempt, I think it should be this offseason. Listen, Colin, if there you gotta do your tryouts for real this time. No bullshit. Get in shape, throw the football, let's go. The NFL needs something, it's you. The Jets might need you. Let's make a comeback. The Saints and the Bucks is gonna be a game of the year candidate. That is the third wow. Wow. Tom's intuition. Listen, that could end up being the division, but I And they're gonna make it they're gonna make it huh. so. 
Alvin Kamara. They're going to make it so. Uh, do we have an Alvin Kamara sighting this week or what? What makes that good? Is it the Tom Brady show, the Alvin Kamara show, or just crazy defense? I don't know. But Game hey, of the year. You don't you didn't need to call that far. So I don't, I don't need to call out. it that far. That's why it's Tom's intuition because it's bullshit. I've got one more for you that I don't think is bullshit. Bill's intuition. I've got Nathaniel Hackett canned after the Ravens beat the brakes off the Broncos. Yeah. That's my intuition and less bullshit. I think that happens. That's that's fair. That's very fair. Okay. That's a good one. So let's let's move on to some five on five. And here's our records. I'm going to start it off this time. Let's hear it. We're going to do something different this week. So I'm going with here. I have the Commanders beating the Giants. I like Tyler Henneke. I'm becoming a believer in his leadership. I think the Giants are going to keep fading. Um, You know, Giants fans are starting to get mad at me on social media for my takes here on Daniel Jones and the Giants. Um, But fuck them. I'm going with the Commanders. I, I think they get the win. They, they get the big win there. Um, you know what? I'm going to keep riding the Raiders train. I think the Raiders get the win against the Chargers, and they, keep, they take this winning streak and this crackhead energy on. I just don't believe in the Chargers. I don't see it. Um, they have a really good team, but they're not playing like they're a really good team. I know the in, they have different injuries every week, um, but at the same time, it's, it's next man up. And if that next man up mentality can't be had, then you're not a, you're not a winning football team. Um, Chiefs, I think they're going to beat the uh, Bengals barely. I think it's going to be a really good game, but I have the Chiefs um, edging out the Bengals. Uh, Mike White. I have the Jets getting an upset against the Vikings. I, I think it's a, different, it's, a, it's a different team that is seeing the field this year than they, than they were last year with Mike White, which is why I think this is going to carry on into a second game than it, is, than it did last year. The reason why I say that is because it's different. Zach Wilson really rubbed this locker room the wrong way. And I didn't really real like I realized that with interviews and stuff, but I didn't realize that with on field play until I watched how they played. And they played I understand it's the Bears, but they played so smoothly under Mike White. I think the Vikings with their defense and how choppy it is, I can see them getting sucker punched by the by the Jets here. And I have the Steelers over the Falcons. I know I keep coming with this Falcons randomly losing theory every single week. Um, but I think the Steelers are going to sneak one against the Falcons. I think the Falcons should wake up and start losing at any point here. And I think they're going to start here. Uh, Mariota, one hell of a job this year, man. But just start losing. Like, let's go. Get, you, you've, earned, you've earned your job next year somewhere else. Like, let, let, let's go. Atlanta needs a better draft pick. They got something that they're trying to build. Um, that's, that's my five. All right. So <laughs> I, I do want to sort of go back into the Jets thing. Cause I got a little bit more analysis on that and I disagree with it. Uh, so I don't think taking Minnesota would be allowed with where the line is at. I appreciate you taking the underdog. That's, that's fine. Dandy, but I, I would guess Vikings have it's it. Negative three. It's three. Then, then I'll do it. I'll, I'll okay. slip them in there. So, uh, all right, then let me get to that in just a second. So my five, I'm going to slip them in. I'm going to replace my number two spot here. So first off, I've got Miami. I've got my underdog pick, Miami taking down the Niners. I've got little logic on it because really I don't have tape of Miami's 
current iteration of their team with where they stand injury-wise and elsewhere with their new running back tandem. They haven't had this team since the last time they played a good team. So I don't know exactly what Miami (laughs) looks like, but I think they're going to win because I don't think San Francisco has it all together yet. I don't think they're playing the football they're going to be playing come playoff time. Uh, So I think Miami takes down the Niners this week. I do have the Vikings over the Jets then. Uh, So I think last week against the Bears, they ran the most vanilla offense you can ever imagine. From their standpoint, right? It was very straightforward stuff. And Mike White was delivering the ball to an open guy. They schemed the guy open. He threw it to him. He threw it where he was supposed to throw the ball. And that's great. That's great. But I think he's going to get some mixed coverages here. I don't think he's going to get quite as simple as he had against the Bears. So I do think he ends up turning the ball over a couple of times. This is Hall of Fame, this jersey in the Hall of Fame, Mike White, that we're talking about. But I yes. do think he turns it over several times. And I think Vikings end up taking the win here. Yeah, well, we'll see when we get to next week's episode. We will. Uh, so that means we've got three that are going to be directly against each other this week. I've got the Giants over the Commanders. The Giants are healthier this week than they have been in a long time. And they know this is a playoff push. And Brian Dable gets his guys to come to play. Ron Rivera does too, to an extent, but and Taylor Heineke fires his guys up too. Chase Young. I, I understand your leadership. Chase Young may be back again. We I said it last week. Didn't happen. Maybe this week. But, you know, I don't know about the commanders yet as to where they stand and how fired up they are. I know the Giants are coming to this fired up. And a little healthier. So they're going to look a little bit more like they looked earlier in the season, yeah. I think. And they should be able to push these guys around a little bit. Uh, so their defense is built to shut down Terry McLaurin. And Terry McLaurin is a big reason why they win games when they win games. Yeah. So I like the Giants here. I like Falcons over Pittsburgh. I just think Pittsburgh is trash. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. I, but I don't think the Falcons know that they're still supposed <laughs> to be tanking. So I like the Falcons here. I've got Bucks over Saints as well. I think the Bucks have to take a rein on this division. And this is how they have it. Because if the Saints win this game, it's going to get a little ridiculous in this playoff picture. It's going to get weird. Yeah. And, and it almost locks in that a losing team is going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Some kind of 8-9 team, if yeah. not 7-10. Yeah. I would love to see, like, if the Saints make the playoffs, I would love to see it be under Jameis Winston. That's all i got to say about that. I agree but, with that. I agree yeah. with that. I think it's a lot more fun team to watch under well, Jameis I mean, than it is under... It, it was kind of unfair because, like, that man was playing with, like, four cracks in his back, and then they benched him because he was playing bad with that. Between that and <laughs> the lack of receivers, you yeah. know, and a, a fresh, fresh rookie, Chris Olavi, yeah. being essentially his number one guy... Uh, you can't judge the man on that with four cracks. And again, four cracks. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Give the man a chance. Let's yeah. see Jameis. Maybe it's playoff Jameis. Yeah. Wow. Didn't know I would be saying that. So... And that's a man that, like, he can give that one good one-game performance that can knock a game out of the playoffs, knock a team out of the playoffs. Right, right. Yeah. So, on to my touchdowns. I uh, already talked about uh, three of these, essentially. I've got Jacobs. I've got Eckler both finding pay dirt. I've got Christian Watson finding pay dirt. Uh, so, really talked about those a little bit more extensively in the draftings lineup. But I also have Christian Kirk and Brandon Ayuk. So, two receivers. Get a little bit better odds on those uh, when you're building that parlay. 
So uh, I've got those two finding pay dirt as well. Christian Kirk against the Lions. Again, just like the matchup. I like the speed. Brandon Ayuk maybe gets Xavier Howard, who has been beat a little bit more this season, not as much recently. But as long as Debo's on the field, Ayuk should get away from Howard pretty frequently. I think Ayuk uh, does find the end zone. My bonus bet is, again, that Jacobs and Eckler both score twice. So two touchdowns apiece for both Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler in the head-to-head matchup. Yeah. Touchdown scores, I'm going with A.J. Brown. Um, I think against the Titans, he's going to want to score. He's going to want the ball. Titans are very susceptible to it. He has an ego. He's not afraid okay. to, to hide it. He's going to want to score. I, I feel like a good bet would be for him to score twice, but he's going to score once at least. Maybe a bonus bet. I got Tony Pollard. Man's on a run. Man's he, He's scoring well, um, or he's running the ball well. I think he's going to score against the Colts. I think the Colts, sadly, don't want to admit it. I think the Jeff Saturday run is done. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to run through him, and I think that's going to be led by Tony Pollard on the ground. I don't think, you know, I'm not going to say that Dak Prescott is going to throw the ball a lot. He normally always does, but I think they're going to give his arm a big rest, and they're going to run the ball a lot against the Colts. Uh, DK Metcalf, I have him um, getting a touchdown against the Rams. The Rams, they're just not really defending or doing anything right. Um, So I have uh, him scoring. Lamar Jackson, um, every time I pick him, he's done me right. So we're going to pick him to score against the Broncos to go along with your uh, Ravens ripping apart the Broncos because fuck the Broncos. And you know what? I had Christian Kirk, and for whatever reason, I didn't see that you picked Christian Kirk, even though it's right here in the notes. So I erased Christian Kirk, and I put Elijah Moore. And the reason why I put Elijah Moore is because that guy is happy to play for the Jets again, and he is Mike White's best friend. So... Elijah Moore is going to get in the end zone for the second week in a row. And my bonus bet, I have Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow each getting 350-plus yards. I think that's going to be – it can easily be what it normally is with two of the top quarterbacks in the league where they show off their arms. Yeah. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken – I am mistaken. Well – it's a CBS game, so I guess you can consider that a TV game. So, yeah, that, that's a TV game. They're going to be televised. Every They're going to be slinging it. Huh? Every game is a TV game. Yeah. <laughs> but They're going to be slinging it. They're going to be slinging it. 350 yards. That's my prediction. Let's see it. Let's see it. I do think this is exactly how things play out. Hearing Zach Wilson apologize in the locker room really sets everything up nicely uh, for exactly what I expect to happen. We've got Mike White coming in. Absolutely destroys the Bears. Then he goes up against the Vikings. Better defense. Not a good one, but a better defense than the Vikings. It's at least a good team. I think he gets pounded by the Vikings. And then I also think he gets pounded again next week against the Bills. I don't. And then I don't think he can really ride the Mike White train anymore. I don't. I honestly... I love their coach, and the reason why I love their coach is because he's a realist. And I respect the fuck out of the move for benching Zach Wilson. Yep. And it's going to be the same reason I'll respect him if he benches Mike White for his first bad performance against the Vikings. Yeah. I think if he has enough of a bad performance against the Vikings, I think you got to bench Mike White. You're in the heat of a playoff performance. 
Mike White, we all know who Mike White is at the end of the day. Yeah. I get it. He's had his couple of good performances, but we know at heart Mike White isn't the leader of your playoff Jets. Two reasons I disagree with that. One, I don't think you can show that you have that short of a leash. Yeah. But beyond that, I don't think Zach Wilson's confidence can take the hit that the Bills would be delivering to him. At the end of the day, Zach Wilson is the guy that you drafted at number two. You have to live and die by that. You live and die by it. But if Mike White is going to have this momentum and he's going to yeah. be good, you ride by that. But the moment right. he's bad, I feel like you got to pull it for your number two quarterback. And if he's going to get smacked by the Bills, he's got to eat that. Yeah. So That's going to be a career builder for him. If you, if you really feel that way, that the short leash is the correct answer, then I think, I think we see Flacco versus the Bills. I don't think there's a chance... Zach Wilson cool. has fixed what he needs to Thanks. fix. And I don't think he's nearly won over the locker room yet. I think uh, if you give it three no. games, that's that's a better time frame. That That's a little bit more time to sniff yeah. on things and let yeah. things fizzle out. Yeah. But that hatred that that locker room has, and I said hatred that yeah. that locker room but has. But also at the same time, seeing, seeing Zach Wilson just step up and just be like, I'm your quarterback in one of the biggest games of the year against the Bills, win or lose, get smacked or not. I think that, that that's just big for his career. And yeah, it's only big if he performs. Yeah, but... He is not ready to perform. I don't know. I'm just randomly big on this fucking bozo. I don't know why, but... <laughs> you and the Jets GM both, but that was it. Yeah, I don't think Robert Sala is on board. Yeah, but I think we're gonna find out pretty. Quickly. But either which way, I like that. I like that random idea of Flacco versus the Bills because if you put like a grizzled, non-feelings feeling quarterback in against the Bills, that, that could be the be way to go. Gives them the best bet because like that could be a winner right there. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Maybe the Bills just win any of these three scenarios, which is funny. I'll say. But... It, I'll say it now. If Flacco starts, he'll be my money line take. He'll be in my five. For that week. Just no other props, just full on Jets win. Jets win if Joe plus four eighty, just Jets win. That's it. That's in my that's in my five and five. Lock it in now. In your five. Alright, okay, that's it. So that wraps it up. That's episode three in the books. Yes. Gold Rush. Thank you got, you got any final takes? Anything to I covered it today. We, yeah. we really we got, we got about two episodes left, I believe, before the rebrand. One, two, whatever it ends up being, either way. We got a lot of content coming. We do. It's going to be good. I'm so, loving every second of it. This we're is the first fun. one of the, uh, the franchise builders. So we're really yes. going to – we'll circle back and see what we each built once it's all said and done. It yes. should wrap up right around the end of the season. I, I built tra- – I, I, I started with Trey Lance. Today. That's rough. You know, you got to start somewhere though. I mean, I was supposed to start with Joe Burrow. I think we're going to have to come back to this segment. Yeah. Uh, but either we which way, stipulations. E- either either which way, you know, we're having fun. Thank you for watching. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, sell your souls to us. Shout out to Belgium. We always got to include the shout out to you guys. You guys, Sorry, are, you guys are still watching. We love you, Belgium. Sorry about your World Cup stuff, but we'll uh, carry your torch from here. Yes. We will carry the torch for you, Belgium. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you for watching the Build Different Podcast.